All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 877-37-GRIND. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose, 877-374-7463. want to welcome in Lubbock to score and to the second hour as we get up and rolling. Like usual, if you want to catch the show in its entirety, make sure you log on to sportsgrindonline.com and click the play button. You can catch the first hour. But welcome to the second hour. And if you're just tuning in, we pretty much um, we kind of opened up uh, talking about LeBron James uh, in the NBA because I think that's the biggest story that's trending in the NBA is LeBron's injury. Um, yesterday, you know, Wojo came out and said that the Lakers fear they could be without him for several weeks. Um, now this afternoon, early, we've heard diagnosis. They'll reevaluate him in two weeks. So we know for sure he's out two weeks. And really, I felt that, you know, I live by cause and effect in life. And I think this is an effect of the Anthony Davis experiment, him just not being able to stay healthy in his own self and be able to take some of the workload in an 82-game season off of LeBron. Okay, because keep in mind, even the year that they won the championship in the ballroom bubble, that was short and seed. That was just short. You know, it wasn't traveling. It wasn't 82. So in a, going back to last year and this year, it's kind of showed that. It's kind of showed that, hey, AD not being able to stay healthy has been a direct effect of LeBron starting to have these injury bug issues for the last two seasons. And again, I also stated nobody beats father time. Nobody. My dad's instilled that into me since I was younger. Nobody beats father time. Period. And we are living in a time where everybody's trying to do it, at least from, I would say, the female side. But, hey, there's some men out there in Hollywood, Botox, everything else. That's why you see me. I don't even tint. Like, you know, most most brothers in my culture, they even in the where I get my hair cut, they, they tint. Because I mean, the gray, I'm not doing all that. First of all, it's too time-consuming. And second of all, what the hell? You know? Who am I trying to impress? Okay? Now, if I was single out in the streets and trying to trace those PYT, those pretty young things, maybe I would tent so I wouldn't give the gray to give away. Like, man, who is this grandpa coming? But no, man, just be where you are. Father time's going to win. You know, just try to concentrate on good health, and that's where. So we talked about that. And then Carl had a Facebook question about Dion that kind of took us off the course a little bit of NBA, but kind of what we got in the topic as we were going into the last break, getting ready for the second hour about Dion Sanders comments that he made to Rich Eisen during Super Bowl week. That's if fair, if you want to say this kind of flew on the radar in regards to the type of player and what type of family he wants to come from when he's talking about his quarterback and then basically saying what type of player he wants on his D-line. Um, just an old school guy that basically is, I mean, you can't, I mean, he, he recruits young kids. He's in these homes, especially going with Jackson State. So you can't say that he's kind of, you know, out of touch with the way things are, the way you have to do things. But I think it's just one of those that, even if you think that in these days and times, it's just not PC to, to, to say that. What do you got? And for those joining us, what uh, Dion did say, you know, about his quarterbacks, he said he wants mother-father dual parent kids. And when he when he's speaking of his defensive linemen, he's wanting single mama free lunches, trying to rescue mama kids. For those joining us, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I mean it, it's a, it's a double. I mean it. And if you go to that card, kind of like what Carl was saying, I mean it is different. We talked about that. It is different in regards to, and I and I know people get tired of of, of discussing it. And like I said, you know, um, but the reality of it is the whole the double standard the race talk has been prevalent for a long time in this country but it's been brought to the forefront in the last what i don't know five seven years and you've got a certain section of people all different races too that are just sick and tired of talking about it because you feel like everybody but i think that you know you can't all the way disclose and uh, you know discard it i should say and act like it's not there on certain situations but this is one of those that I did say that I'm waiting to see what Deion Sanders, his comments and what his response and his clarification, because I do believe, you know, and like I said, they've they've sold like maybe 40,000 tickets to their spring game. Um, so that's going to mean more media. They're going to put that, I believe, on the four letter network. So when we get to the springtime and you start being more of the cameras, I think Dion is this is something that Dion's going to have to address. The question to me is, though, going forward, does this hurt him? Is this bad enough to hurt him in recruiting? I don't know about that. It, I mean, it just it, it really just depends on. The clarification. And again, I, I'm pretty sure once this story, once he gets in front of a camera or people don't like his explanation, people will start digging and digging to find out, OK, well, what is is there any truth to this? Is this the way to go? We do studies and case studies on everything in these days and time. What do you got? Well, just plus, I mean, winning is a solution to everything. But if they stumble out of the gate, I wouldn't doubt that you hear from some kids who wanted to play at Colorado or, or were originally offered opportunities to play at Colorado and that say there was a quarterback that didn't have two parents uh, or come from a two-parent household, rather. Um, and, and he just says, well, if Dion, if you would have kept me, you know, the trolls will come out at that point. Dion, if you would have kept me on the roster, maybe you wouldn't be down here. So winning, winning is how you get past this because that shows that whatever his philosophy is, it works for him. You know, in his camp. Well, I think for the trolls, though, they're going to be there regardless whether it's win or lose. I mean, period. It's hard to okay. troll if you're winning. I disagree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, Alabama's the number two team in the country and in, in the league and the conference, and they've got a serious situation on their hand, and they still getting trolled. Everything they're under the microscope, regardless if they make a run to the national championship game or the final four. Speaking and I, of the and, basketball and, team, and speaking of the basketball team, and I can tell you right now. Um, with Dion, I, I don't think, look, the people that follow college football and the coaches and the pundits, they know reality what Dion Sanders is up against in Colorado. And they know that this is something that is not going to happen overnight. But at the same time, most of the people that's followed Dion's career, he's wanted everything he's done. Eventually, Colorado is going to be competing for playoff spots. But I don't think people are ready to pounce on Dion because Colorado comes out slow. They had 13, I think they had less than 2,000 people at their spring practice game last year for years. I don't think people really realize how down in the dumps that Colorado Buffalo football has been and how irrelevant they've been for the year, for decades, over de well, over decades now. And you get this guy that basically did it at, at HBCU. Oh, and he has a brand of prime and you put him right there. You see the results just like that. Do you think the top two kids? I mean, I've heard Dion talk even prior to the, what topic we're talking about now. He's talked about how he this isn't even really 
you know, he had a different sense of cold weather. But being in Colorado and seeing some of the snow, like, you know, this is a different type of cold. It ain't that cold. Dion is a selling machine, man. He's already putting it out there because what? why do you think Nebraska has been down so long? Why do you think something? Because these kids did not grow up on Tom Osborne in Nebraska. They didn't grow up basically fighting Irish. If they don't know about that tradition. All they know, dude, is cold up there. I'm not. Here's a guy from Florida that played his career in Florida, played his career mostly in a dome, played his NFL career with warm climate teams and played at Florida. OK, Florida State. So this is a guy that's taking a job that most people, which I didn't think he would take it, but evidently it's just like, hey, they giving him the keys to the to the to the house to run it the way he runs it. And everybody wants that, no matter what kind of industry you're in. So to me, this is a man that's taking a job in Colorado and already trying to sell the recruits on that this isn't this this ain't even that type of cold that I thought it was. So the reason why I bring that up, I don't think whether he starts out slow or fast that it's going to be people pouncing on his win loss because they understand what he's up against. But at the same time, I don't see this really hurting his recruiting long term. Would it hurt Jimbo's recruiting? Hell yeah. Would it hurt anybody? Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's just the reality that we're in. And some of these situations, as Carl points out, is totally, uh, you know, understandable and fair to be like, well, what if he said that? What if he did that? You know, so we'll see. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so let's bring it back a little bit uh, to the NBA front. Because NBA, the only thing that we covered was this LeBron injury. So we all have to wait and see how that plays out. But it's going to be hard-pressed for the Lakers to make any type of uh, – movement in regards to their schedule and how they're going to be without LeBron. And I think it's crazy how things work because this is a situation. If this happens prior, you have to wonder, they really tell Russell Westbrook to kick Brock's and go probably not, but Hey, things happen for a reason. Sticking with the NBA, the New York Knicks remain hot. They beat the Boston Celtics last night. Okay. Was able to defeat them. Um, and Jason Tatum gets ejected. I wonder why. You know why he got ejected? Because you paid attention in class yesterday. You would see there's one guy that's noticing that Jason Tatum's got a problem. He's one of the top players in the league, but he's got a problem with physical play. What is the Who are the Knicks coached by? Tom Thibodeau. What is the one thing the Knicks have been known for more than their scoring if they show up is they play physical defense. What was the point total when Jason Tatum got ejected? 14 points. Look, people will come around to this. They they will they, they will come around and see this. And I'm rooting for Tatum, but for right now, he does not have the answer. And in my opinion, he doesn't have the fortitude to be able to find a way to still be Jason Tatum when teams decide to get in his chest. And yesterday, I think, was a parlay, even though he hit the game-winning shot against Philly, this was a parlay of what happened over the weekend on Saturday. He's had a couple of rough stretches. He's played some good defensive teams that are at least make an attempt to play defense compared to what we're seeing in the NBA, and he's having a hard time getting adjusted to it. 14 points. And this is the type of this is the type of style of defense he's going to see if they're going to get back to June, if they're going to get back to the finals. 
whether he runs into Philly, whether he runs into even a Miami team, which I don't think Miami, I mean, they they snapped their losing streak yesterday. They were able to get a W against the 76ers, which ending sending them, that's two straight losses at home for the 76ers. But Miami don't have the scoring power, but the one thing they do, they can make it miserable for you for four games or however much they long they last in a series, okay? Um, this is something he's going to have to figure out because this is what he's going to face when it comes to playoffs every day, and they're going to have to play him. And if I'm seeing that, and I'm just radio guy on my couch, okay, with some penalty whiskey, all right, I can pretty much see that there are scouts and there's coaches and assistant coaches that see the same thing I see. The question is, not every team he plays, Eastern Conference or Western Conference, going to be that is disciplined and committed enough or know how to or getting coached defensive-wise to play like that. So it's the gift and the curse. If he avoids those type of teams, he'll be okay. He'll be a guy that can average 30 in the playoffs at 40. But if he runs up against one of those teams in the series, everybody starts, oh, what's wrong with Jason? Here we go. We remember last year in the June, we remember that finals he had. Jordan had the Jordan rules. Giannis had pretty much basically how does it have the wall? Okay. They build a wall for him in Toronto. When they played Toronto, he had to find out I need to get better jumping at that. Tony Parker, early in his career, Phil Jackson. Man, I'm having enough of this little fast Frenchie getting past here and going all the way up to keep his ass out. He can't shoot. What happened, man? The Spurs were up 2 on the Lakers. They lost the series 4-2. Yeah, adjustments. When that happened, and what did Tony do? Because he had one of the best shooting coaches in NBA history, he was able to develop a shot. And it helped him even when his skills, and he wasn't blowing past everybody. My point is, it's happened to all the greats, and Tatum has to figure out this part of his game. How does he fight through it? How does he get through it? 877-374-7463. Also, uh, what else we got in the NBA that's pretty much cooking? Uh, so with LeBron, we talked about the LeBron situation. Um, also, another thing that is trending a little bit, uh, first of all, before I get to that, um, Pelicans lose to Orlando at home. The reason why I bring up the Pelicans, because they're another team, you know, I understand Zion's been out, and this is the reason why I said when they went down, when he went down, you're at the point to an organization is like, are we ever going to get any reps or consistency? I don't care how young Zion is. Are we ever going to get some consistency? We're really building this young roster, building this team with him on the court. They're getting to those questions. I don't care if they just paid him that extension a year or two ago. It don't matter. They're getting to the point where is this really a guy? And he's got all the physical talents and all the upside of the world. But you can't help the club from the tub. Okay. And when they lose, and it just seems to me, I don't even know what their record is, but it just seems like they've gone off in a deep end of this bit. Because remember, they didn't have Zion last year for the most part. And this is the team that took, uh, what, the Phoenix Suns or who they took all the way almost to the brink and eliminating them. And they didn't have Zion pretty much all year last year. So this is a young team that's got, and a coach that's gotten used to playing without Zion. But for some reason, it doesn't seem they can get it right. I mean, hell, I get. I, I don't even think Orlando Magic got 10, win, 10 road wins this season. I could be wrong. I, I, I damn sure know it ain't over 15. Could be wrong on that too, but if I bet a dollar donut, they don't even have more than 15 road wins this season. Beat the, beat the Pelicans last night. That's the only thing I wanted to say about that. But what do you got? Well, it's close. What is it? 
Uh, they've got 11 so far at, the, at this point in the season. Of course, they are down 26 and 36, uh, uh-huh. speaking of uh, the Magic. Yeah. Well, it took the under. It was under. But that's the only reason why, because I just feel like, man, they've kind of just really taken a nosedive. Well, they've lost four straight, speaking of the Pelicans. Yeah, I knew it wasn't just me. But it seemed like they even lost more than that. I don't know if it's 16 in a row, like some teams I know. That's down to 2-1-0, which is in Utah tonight. Good luck with that one, you know. But that's the reason why I bring that up. The other NBA note I want to bring up, um, I don't know, man. We, we, we talk about AD, Anthony Davis, and his lack of availability, the reason why LeBron's dealing with these injuries. I'm starting to think the Ball brothers are made up of whatever AD's made up of. First of all, you had Alonzo Ball with Chicago. It's, like I said, Chicago's a hot mess, man. It's a hot mess. I know DeMar's like, man, I went from the Riverwalk to this. Yeah, DeMar, you thought you are going to be the man. Everything going to be rosy. It's hell over there in Shot City, isn't it? Okay? But the Ball brothers, I'm going to add a take to that when we get back. Also, Adam Silver, when we talk about all this low management, when you got Barkley blasting the, the, the NBA and these players writing the package for the amount of money, Adam has an idea that he's trying to implement or think about implementing in the NBA. I definitely want to touch on that before we go to football. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you always, KB. Do you love me? All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 
And today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel-aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pendleton Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich, complex flavor. And Pendleton Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association. And it's an official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity tour that is penalty whiskey official sponsor of the sports crime 87737 grind all right keeping it moving um with nba before i uh move on to nfl i want to talk and answer uh adam uh, martinez's question um as well um the NBA, and we've talked about, you know, Barkley went on, I won't say scorched the earth yesterday, but he made his appearance on first take, and he went on to talk about the salaries of NBA players. He said, which is disrespectful to a sense, but I see what Barkley said, we're playing janitors. We're playing plumbers. Meaning that anybody's getting, you know, we're paying guys $20, $30 million a year, which I agree with them because I, I go back to like contracts like Porter's contract. There's been a lot that you're just like, wow, okay. But again, it is what it is. He said, hey, fortunate that you're born in the right time. But he really talked about the low management situation and how he thought it was disrespectful for a guy making 30 to 40 million to miss games. Yeah. So speaking with Stephen A on first take, he said, Stephen A, I don't think fans get mad if you're making 30, 40, 50 million dollars if you play basketball every night. But you can't make 30, 40, 50 million dollars and then sit out games. I think it's disrespectful to the game. I think it's disrespectful to the fans. These fans are paying their hard-earned money. Um look, I do believe that there's a there's a good there's stuff to back that up, but there's a lot of people feel what Barkley feels. Okay, but when you have a commissioner, and this is a nice segue in regards to the reason why I'm touching on the Barkley thing to get to the point that I wanted to bring up. Um, When you have a commissioner in Adam Silver, who is pretty much for years now, for the last three years, he's been backing the science data and all the data to show the reason why there needs to be some form of load management. Okay. But the reality of it is this is one of these situations that no, not the commissioner, not team owners, not GMs, not agents, not players. No one has been able to figure out the equal medium on how you control this. So the owners, the coaches and the GMs know, hey, we really do need some type of load management. We need to monitor this because we know we've got data to say, hey, you played this many games plus travels. We got this on how many back to backs you play in your career could cut your year. They've got all that data. But the one simple thing they don't want to do, which I've been saying the real thing is to shorten the season. And I think we're right now at a time because this topic with the NBA and Major League Baseball has really been going on, I will say, I know for a fact, for at least the last eight to ten years, almost a decade, in regards to this, is the season too long? Is 162 too long? Is 82 too long? And no matter what platform, no matter who's discussed this topic, the number one always push back and be like, yeah, but the owners don't want to lose that money. Right now, with the influx of sports gambling, 
This is if there's ever going to be a time where the owners know that they can recoup and then some if they shave 10 games off, 15 games off would be the time that we're living in and entering in right now. We're just not even at the tip of the iceberg of this thing. Okay. That's 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 my real quick solution in that. But Adam Silver has put it out there. And if you take what Barkley's beef is about guys making all this money and they're taking nights off and yada, yada. Well, look at what Adam's proposing. Adam wants to look at the overtime rules in the NBA and paraphrasing it from what I've heard is that he wants to come up with almost a set mark, a point. So instead of sitting there and saying like, well, we witnessed on Saturday night. You know, between the Sacramento Kings and the Clippers or Friday night, whatever game night that game was and getting into a 176 to 175 double overtime or whatever the hell it was. Or you get some games into two to three overtimes. He'd rather just sit there and say, hey, man, first one to 10 points. First one to eight, 12. And then you're going to and then the reason why I bring this up, because you get people like Barkley and you get people that's played this game and you get fans. And then you look at the salary and what the notion is going to be. What is the narrative going to be when this when this rule really gets pushed? It's like, man, we're going to make it that much easier for him. We're going to make it that much softer for him. And when I heard this, you know. I, the, the number one team in the Western Conference, which I believe is going to be the number one team overall if they stay healthy is the Denver Nuggets. And if I'm not mistaken, you know how many overtime games Denver didn't play this season? Three. You know how many double overtime games Joker and Denver have played this season? Zero. It always goes back to where these ideas sound cute and sometimes they ruffle feathers of the purest. But how, what is the real problem? We really got a problem because a 175 to 176 game double really scared because Kawhi Leonard played the most minutes of his career in that game that day. Are we really getting spooked to be like, wait a minute, man, we, we got to do something with overtime. It's, it's too long. We got to I mean, we got to go to, you know, hey, soccer has PKs. Let's go to free throws. Hell, you don't want to do that in NBA because, hell, most of the guys are terrible at 60% any damn way shooting free throws. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at with this. What do you got? Well, just so we're already there in the NBA G League, which has been the development league for not just for players but for rules and, and the, yeah. the, the coaches' challenges and everything that else that has come out of there. So they've already been using utilizing that format this season. That's fine. Um, so, so well, and that's what I'm saying. Now he's got a little bit of evidence to say, oh, well, this makes the game shorter. And I think that it's not even so much about the minutes played, but the back, to, you know, combining that with the back-to-backs. Or, okay, so if you factor, you play an extra quarter or quarter and a half um, based off of rest uh, in, in, in an overtime or double overtime, then how does that impact your availability not for, uh, you know, maybe the next day, sure, but even two days later, we just got out of a situation where Damian Lillard sat coming out of the All-Star break mm. for rest when he hadn't played in what felt like you said two weeks. Look, you know, first of all, I don't care if they've been experienced this in the G League for the last three years. There's two factors of that. Nobody, unless you, I mean, you have to either cover it 
be a writer like yourself or really just have no social life whatsoever to really pay attention and really care about the G League. Okay? You got guys in the G League that are making, I don't know, $30,000, $20,000 a year, 40000 if anything. At 50. Okay. We're not talking about these guys, man. Charles ain't talking about that. We're talking about no, but the rule changes. The I, I, rule, but, but but I'm telling you the reason why there's being pushback if it gets to the NBA level. You're talking about guys that are making twenty five to thirty to forty million dollars a year. My point, the reason why I brought up the Denver Nuggets, and the reason why I told you is because it, it, this goes with anything. Why are we stressing over a rule change like this when it's not even really of a problem? Meaning, like you you're playing not a dunk, yeah. Basically, if you're if you're going to have, like, if we're averaging two to three double overtime games in the NBA a week for a whole calendar year, like, okay, let's talk about it, okay. But to me, this is just another form of pacifying the NBA players' union, the NBA players. About like, well, and you, you pretty much, I believe, and like I said, I still like Adam Silver. I really do. I think he's done a hell of a job, Commissioner. I like him way more than I did the late David Stern. But I do feel like he's trying to straddle and play both sides of the fence. He's trying to figure out this problem to please the paying fans, which is very important, the most important, the customer. That's who Barkley's talking about and going after, fighting for. Then he's trying to understand like, look, I, the simple thing is, hey, Calvin's right. The easiest thing to do is let's shave 50, 20 games off. That ain't going to get rid of load management. I'll tell you that right now, but it takes the load off a little bit. But then he's thinking like, man, how am I going to go to owners and tell them, well, technically we're going to leave $100 million, a total of 2 or $3 million, a quarter billion dollars on the table each if we go ahead and do that. How do you sell that or whatever? Well, I'm telling you right now, this is the perfect time because the influx of the sports gambling community. I told you that a owner told Charles Barkley, author, like, look, the gambling thing, it's on its way already, and it will proceed and supersede TV networks contracts. When they get to that point, good luck to the major TV networks. And people like me will be having the red ass all the time because I'll have to stream every damn thing and get this and this and this. Because what would they need the major networks if they make it hand over fist on the gambling situation? Well, you're already getting closer to that with other That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm trying to say. So I'm just telling you straight up, man, that <laughs> it's kicking the can. Like, don't give me we need to first one to ten. Really? No. Play it out. Play it out. There's other ways. If this is a concern about preserving the investment of these players that are big time investments, billionaires invest 100 to 200 million dollars in anything. I don't care how much money they got. They're going to pay it. To, they're going to invest in. I don't care if you're Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, Elon Musk. I don't care how much money you got. You, you're talking about investing into some of these guys contract two, 300 million, 150 million. You're going to pay attention and you want to preserve that. You don't want to sit there and see, I don't care if LeBron's in his 20th year, 1880. You don't want to see that in street clothes all the time. So to me, there is some want in some owners, like how can I long, you know, extend the longevity of this investment I got in this superstar? When are we going to get another player like that? It's all about a give and take from one side, but don't sit there and bring up no crap about uh, let's go to 10 
and the first one to 10, the game's over. Man, stop it. Stop it. Can we put tradition aside for a second? Man, but, but you can go ahead, but it ain't about tradition. Go ahead. Well, for, well in, my, in my heart, with the purity of the sport of basketball and, and saying, okay, well, you know, how, how, how rule changes like this impact the history of the game, right, and how we perceive it moving forward. Tradition aside on this front, I almost do like the target score for overtime because it speeds things up. As from a from a fan TV viewer perspective, we're cutting we're cutting baseball uh, by thirty minutes right now by with with the rule changes to speed up the game. I think that if you were to implement this in the NBA during the regular season, I mean those West Coast games, man, they get late sometimes, and then you have the West Coast game where it goes to two overtimes. I just, just doing a quick little tally, looking at last season in the first month and a half, October and November of 2021 for the 2021-2022 NBA season, you had 16 games go past regulation, a couple of triple overtimes in there, handful of double overtimes, and of course standard overtimes. I oh I like just from the fan experience a target score. I feel because it because it lets you know that this is going to be over. This is going to be done. We're going to have a resolution here soon. Tell tell your tell your significant other, hey, I'll be there in town. I'll be done with the game in ten minutes because they just got to score eight points. Let me let me, look. No, because I feel like it's not why. And this is my deal about college football is the only sport that's re- they've gone through this, and you don't hear many people complain about college football in the length of a football game as you've done baseball over the years, and now you're taking this angle with the basketball. If you don't, this to me, college football the people, is trying the, to speed the, the, the game the, up. The, the people that are and you know why these sports are doing it, and it's crazy. The people that are complaining are the people that don't really love or into the sport anyway. Like, like anything you love in life, what are you? Why are you? Who's trying to get less of it? I mean, yes, there's things you can love that's bad for bad for your health. I just brought it up in the first hour about pack of cigarettes. But if you really think that if it doesn't harm your health and we're talking, you're talking, you're bringing it to the fan experience. I'm only talking, I'm not talking about wear and tear on the players. Exactly. I'm not, I'm fan talking, experience. I'm taking your take and basically sitting here and doing a turn the mirror and say, this is what I'm talking about. If you, if, if it's really about pleasing, cause we live in a microwave society and like, like LeBron said, everybody want instant oatmeal. If you're bitching and complaining about sitting through an exciting game and you got to basically whether you paid a ticket to go there or you're at home and this basketball games in double overtime and you're complaining, the bottom line is you don't really enjoy loving the sport anyway. Because in other walks in life, somebody will basically sit there and I'm sitting across to one of them on my left that if it's something they like, they will bend it for they, they will basically binge on it for four, three hours in a sitcom. Some people that love to read a good book, you will sit there in front of a book and read it for four hours. We're bitching and complaining. We're bitching and complaining about the length of games to satisfy whether it's. And I don't even want to go to the generational thing on this. It's about the certain section that you know who basically that's been complaining that has put Manfred to this situation with baseball. Because I hear some people on TV that are seam heads that's looking through spring grapefruit league. Like, damn, does this even feel like baseball? Everything's going fast. We, they have put pressure on baseball. Why? Because the person that don't watch 162 anyway, they're not even logging 20 games of 162. But we're in a society where everybody's got a bitch like, you know what, man? It took me to. Then you don't love baseball. 
you can love baseball. No, but, man. No. But, but if, but if no. you're but if you're watching two no. teams that aren't your team, you're like, no. can we move no, this? No, man. Then you're not. If it's your then, team, you're then, invested. Then that's sure. a Jonas. You're, again, don't move the goalposts. Stick to what it is. Then you don't love watching. But then only watch your team. Then. Like, don't rain on everybody else's parade because basically that we think that, oh, man, I would like to go ahead. If I wanted to see a team play to 10, I go to the damn local gym and we play the first one to 15, 21. These guys are making 40 to 30 million dollars a deal. And I just told you the team that's going to get the number one seed probably overall has played zero double time overtime this game. And they played a total of two overtime games. But because we live in Twitter world and because people look like, you know what, man? This double, you know, I did have plans to go to the movies tonight. And this damn Clipper in Sacramento came up 175, 70. You know, this too damn long. And then you get there. And I was like sitting in his office and just saying like, you know what? Well, if that section is there complaining, well, what if we just played the first to 10? Man, get the hell up out of here, man. Get up out of here. This is, see, this is the reason why we got balloons flying everywhere across this country. Just snap, just taking pictures. Like y'all like TikTok? Well, let's take this from 30,000 feet so we plot on your ass. And we just sitting there, oh, well, what is that? There's a reason why, because we're so sitting there and basically trying to dumb down and sissify everything in this country. And now it's come over to the sports world. Period. I used to get it all the time. Man, you know what? There's certain circumstances. Man, you need to do another hour. Two hours is too short. Well, it's easy for you to say, what if I don't want to work another hour? Now, things basically went ahead and manifest why it was basically made sense for me financially to do a third hour. But why is it you to say, do I come in like, you know what, man, you work in 35 hours a week. Why don't you work 40? I got time for them people, man. And this whole thing, well, well, you know, play to 10 because I'm sitting here. Oh, because I can watch my team. I'll watch the Cleveland Browns for three hours. But damn it, man, if it's the call, I don't want to sit through that game. Then watch your team then. Then, don't, then, you, ain't a league, then you ain't a fan of the sport. I love the sport. Not like that. You but might you, let me let me tell you too, something. Too much of a good let, thing, Cal. Let me, let me tell you something. Then. Let too me tell you something. No, 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 no. I've been in situations, vice versa. I've had you, you know, like me and AC's been together for over a decade. That's a long time, but I'm 46, so I've had experience of relationship dating. There's women that I've had that love me, but they ain't in love with me. I've had women that I care for and love, but I ain't in love with you. So when you sit there and tell me that you go, oh, I don't want to watch that. You ain't in love with the sports, man. In the discussion, you ain't in love with it. Stick to watching your team. I'm tired of the complaining and trying to dumb down everything in this country. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-374-7463. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.